Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 191. Uh, we're going to be discussing the recent UAP photos and uh, George Knapp's uh, new article on Mystery Wire. And uh, we'll be discussing a little bit of the stuff on the USS Kid, too. Um, before we get started, head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash mindescapepodcast. Uh, for just $2 a month, you'll get exclusive guest episodes and segments. We have a ton of stuff on there. If you listen to our, our uh, podcast and you like it, there's like a basically a whole nother catalog on there if you're not already a Patreon member. So go check that out. We're also on Discord and pretty active on there. So you can check us out on there. We do these fan chats. So if you want to uh, chat with us, uh, you know, come check it out. And uh, also head on over to indrasweb.org. It is live. This is the social media platform we created to connect open minds. So whether you're discussing, you know, UAP, uh, UFOs, you know, different theories, hypotheses, speculations, it's a perfect place to do it. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good because the stuff that's on there, it's not really nonsense stuff. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff on there that's credible, but also kind of out there. So I like where it's going. Absolutely. All right. So what's going on? This is our second stream of the night. Uh, not too much, man. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Uh, this is a, I think this is a, a Mike and Maurice first, right? Two, two live streams in one night. I mean, yeah, I think we've we're... maybe done two in one day. We actually did. We did one. We did an episode of the one when we had Avi Loeb on, and then later that day we had Andrew Gallimore on. So oh, that was a star-studded day. <laughs> Um, so I sent you the article from Mystery Wire, uh, which is George Knapp's, um, outlet. And, um, yeah, these photos are definitely interesting. So I have the link down below at the bottom. If you want to take a look at the photos, you can. Um, so go ahead on over there real quick if you want to know what we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, what did you think when you saw the photo? You're a photographer, by the way. We should mention you're a professional photographer and videographer. What did you think about the photos? Obviously, they're from an iPhone, but... Yeah, they're they're decent. You know, there's always this questionable... When they zoom in, it starts to become a little pixelated, and it's hard to, uh, hard to see what's going on there, but... Um, right. It's interesting when you have... Uh, uh, pilots and stuff like that talking about them because they're used to being up there and they're more familiar with things that are common. So if they're if they're if yeah. they're saying there's something going on, there's probably some validity to it. Yeah, I also know that when you zoom in with iPhones, it definitely degrades and just you know other thing. It looks like it starts to look like other stuff too. You know. Oh, you absolutely. I'm not saying that there's some something going on with the phone. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, but. We need to get these guys with some good zoom lenses up there. Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously that's the the key, and, and that might exist. Who knows? Um, 
you know, with all the technology that the Navy and the military, you know, who knows what they actually have or what they don't have in terms of clarity when it comes to this kind of stuff. Well, not to, um, not to sound like a like a woo woo or but you know they 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 have technology that they don't release to us so they probably have some kind of photos and stuff that they're not releasing to the public as well that would just be my first thought yeah um so in the article that george knapp wrote it says uh on march 4 2019 an f-18 weapon system officer seated behind the pilot used his iphone to capture the image three different images uh, that he encountered in the same airspace. Uh, again, if you want to see the photos, click the link down below, um, and uh, they're in the article. Uh, so the article goes on to talk about, like at 3:02 p.m., I believe. Um, there, you know, there was one of the photographs was taken. It was kind of like an odd shaped. Now they're calling this the acorn. Uh, you know, some skeptics. Okay, so this was the one of the photos was actually released in I think May 11th uh, of 2020, um, and people were saying it looks like this, it looks like that, it looks like a balloon. There's the, the, somebody pulled up a picture of uh, like a Batman party balloon type of a thing, and they were saying that's yeah. what it is. I uh, I could see like where you know where that kind of came from, but I didn't think it really for sure looked like that. You know, so. Um, of course, you know, it could be anything, you know, some of these photos are not that clear. Uh, but, um, yeah, so they were calling that the acorn, uh, the skeptics call it, you know, the Batman balloon. Uh, that's kind of what you see on, uh, UFO Twitter. Uh, let's see here. Um, another photo was taken close to roughly the same time, um, uh, so th I think the photo that was initially released in May isn't the same photo as the acorn photo that George Knapp put out there. I'm not 100% sure on that. Maybe somebody can comment, but I think those are different photos. Uh, let's see here. Uh, other photos taken on March 4th, 2019 have never been made public until now. Mystery Wire has taken the steps of watermarking these photographs in the article. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter or some people on Twitter took issue with this. Uh, but look, if you're protecting sources and you're a journalist and you have, you know, exclusive access to stuff, I don't really have, I don't see a problem with that. Well, what uh, are people on Twitter saying that that's doing for them? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, oh, uh, you know, it's just people complaining about stuff. Um, and well, then why he, you he mentioned, he, he mentioned we will at a later date release the photographs without the watermarks. Um, let's see here. Uh... So, okay, so the other thing is, is th these three different photos that are taken within, I don't know, 15 minutes of all of them within a 15 minute time period, um, they all look different. So the one, let's see here, the first one at 2.44 p.m. is the Sphere UAP, which if you saw the article, this is the UAP that kind of... It looks like those videos, you know, when you see people like taking videos of like orbs on their iPhones mm -hmm. and it kind of looks like a circle with kind of like littler circles in there. And it's just kind of like morphing into like different things. Yeah. Um, so you see that now. Um, the interesting thing is, is all three of these photos look different. They're all in the same airspace. They're all within a 15 minute you know, period of each other. 
to say that it's a balloon, I don't know. Because why would there, there's three different balloons or they're a balloon that morphs into different things. You know, I don't know that there's something about that that doesn't really make sense rationally or logically. And when you're talking about, you know, logic and uh, reason and stuff with in regards to UFO, usually it's like you're making stretches to like justify things. And this, it seems like, well, three different, you know, views or three different angles, kind of three different looking things. I don't know. I don't know. You saw the different, uh, you saw the different photos. What did you think? Well, they definitely look different. Yeah. One has more of a shiny gleam to it. Yeah. So that one we'll get to in a second, but I mean, just in terms of, they looked different, correct? Like you, when you looked at the, the photos, they all looked different. Yeah. They, they look different. They have different, uh, colors to them. Now the, uh, let's see here. The, um, the sphere one, like I mentioned, that was at 2.44, I believe. Um, and uh, so then at 3.02, okay, so yeah, so the first one was 2.44. The second one was at 3.02 p.m., and that one was supposedly the acorn one, which is the one that was released um, in May or leaked out there, um, and people were trying to debunk it and everything. Um I don't really, you know, people are saying like, oh, this channel thinks it's that or that channel thinks it's that, you know, like I don't, I don't think about this in the same terms of I'm a watcher of, you know, UFO Twitter. Obviously we produce content, but we're not just a UAP or UFO channel. And I try and think about these things in a more uh, different style than I see a lot of other people thinking about them. And that's not better or worse or anything like that. I just apply more philosophy and metaphysics to this stuff. So um yeah we don't jump we don't jump on bandwagons either we're very skeptical and uh, yeah i don't have any allegiances to any person or idea you know like that's the whole thing about our show too is like we don't put any eggs in any baskets because it's always this ever-evolving picture and the second you start you know marrying yourself or you know dying on a hill or whatever uh it becomes like you're defending something that's probably not even true anymore so do you, do you know when the tic tac was filmed Let's see if i can that's from November 2004, I believe. Oh, so that's very old. Yeah. Those okay. ones are not those ones are not new. Um the gimbal ones from 2015 when we just had uh Matthew Roberts on, that's when he was on the uh USS Roosevelt that was taken in 2015. And this kind of stuff just kind of surfaced like a like 2 years ago. Uh, three years ago or whatever the New York times, I think it's 2017, the New York times article came out and then those videos came out. Um, so yeah, it's somewhat recently, supposedly they were kind of known before, but it's just strange that there's a disconnect where these were shot on March 4th, 2019. And now we're finally talking about it. It's like, why doesn't this stuff come out immediately? Well, I mean, you're in the military, you're flying F-18s, are you just going to start sending ufo picks around like i don't think it works like that like you would think about it from this you'd be looked at differently right like why would you you're thinking about this is how we talk about this stuff all the time you're not thinking about it from somebody that's like in the military flying f-18s or you know doing different stuff like that like you're thinking about it from like a civilian who's interested in this topic standpoint right but but i'm, I'm actually kind of supporting the fact that it might not be anything and 
someone's just getting a hold of these photos and then exacerbating the thing years later trying to make something of something that it may not be. Yeah, but why would you do that? I mean, like George Knapp's one of the most respected journalists, and he does journalism outside of UFO stuff. So he's won all sorts of awards. So like, I don't see somebody with that kind of integrity just throwing stuff out there willy-nilly. That's just my opinion. Right. I think they were talking to Fravor about it too, weren't they? What do you mean? I thought I saw, like, there was a video in this article, I thought. Yeah. And it showed them, like, talking to him. I, I was just assuming they were talking. Maybe, maybe they were just, like, showing him because he's famous for the other videos. Yeah, I mean... I mean, he's the face of the 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 army and everything's. Uh, well, he was. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Did he discuss this? I don't know. But I mean, again, that was the whole Tic Tac stuff. So right, that's what I'm saying. He's like the face of uh, of the UFO when it comes to the military. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's some people, but yeah, I would say that he's probably the most popular one. He's been on Rogan. He's been on. Uh, Lex Friedman's podcast, he definitely, uh, and he seems very down to earth. earth yeah. yeah. And just like a normal, uh, guy that's seen some weird stuff that he has never seen before. So, oh, I believe him. And again, coming from somewhat of an acting background and, you know, right. working with, with, with amateur actors and stuff like that, it's hard to be that convincing. Unless you're Robert De Niro, so mm. that's why you, I, I, when I see that kind of stuff, I take it for a grain of salt. Obviously, the guy saw something and he believes one thing or another, but I, I, I definitely believe that they're not making up stories. Yeah. Okay. So, and I mean, look, you know, there's some people say, oh, it's advanced technology. Obviously, we've talked about Mick West, who's a skeptic of UFOs and among other things. And uh, he's always trying to debunk this. He's already, uh, have you heard of this? Um, it's called the uh, the Buka effect, I believe is how, or Buka effect. Buka? Yeah, I think that's how you, is that how you pronounce it? That's it's a like, camera it's a, term. Yeah, that's what that is. That's what he, he's saying that the second photo um, is, is that's what's going on in the second photo, or the, not the second one, the, uh, is it the second one? Maybe it's the second one. I don't know. I forget which one he was saying, but he's saying that the effects, you know, you know, the, between the out of focus background and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you're a photographer, you know. Um, yeah, that does it, it. Things become more blurry. There's a lot of different ways to say it. Bouquet, buka. It's like a, I think it's a Japanese term, but things become out of out of focus, but it, they don't just appear. So right. Well, and th there's obviously something there. Again, there's three different things. You know, whether they're they just look different, it's the same thing, and it looks different in different angles. If we're talking about like if you're just speculating and you're saying you think that this is from you know another planet or a galaxy or it's interdimensional, if it has the ability to get here, maybe it has the ability to kind of change shape or morph too. Mm -hmm. Or like you mentioned before, you know, maybe it's just us misinterpreting or misidentifying it. And it's, you know, um, who knows, some other technology or a balloon. You know, I don't think that, but I mean, I'm, again, I'm not 
one to just like jump on bandwagons either. I do, like I said, I I think that when you look at this, that the one that I think is weird is the metallic blimp one. That was actually the the third photo that was taken. I think at three fourteen p.m. Um, yeah, that's supposed to be the Batman thing, right? No, that one's the acorn one. That's oh, the okay. Yeah, the metallic blimp one's the one that looks like a blimp, kind of yeah, with yeah, like yeah, two yeah. like knobs hanging off like the top or the, like the side or like the top and the bottom. Yeah, um, there's speculation saying it was a uh, foreign spy drones, possibly Chinese. Yeah, so, and, um, I mean, that's also speculation for the sightings that, or the sighting that the USS Kid had, um, too, which we'll talk about that in, in a couple minutes. Um, these are some crazy looking drones in my eyes. Again, I'm pretty familiar with all the drones, but you don't know what the government drones are. Right. Well, I mean, and the other thing, too, is, I just, it's so, when you're talking about this stuff, it's not like, we're talking about science in the sense of like what we were just talking about in the last episode with the Fermi lab and the new, mm-hmm. possibly a new fifth force of nature. Like it's not like that. Like we can't conduct empirical research or um, evidence, you know, it's, or, uh, you know, conduct experiments and stuff like that with, and come out with uh, empirical evidence. You know, this is something that let's say hypothetically, let's just say for sure this is from another place, whether it's a different dimension or a different planet or whatever. Let's just say that's the case. We would not be able to understand it at all. And like that's why me personally, my opinion on this is that I believe that life in the, the universe exists. It's statistically uh, probable uh, based on what we know about math and science. And not like if, even if you just do take a look at like an updated version of the... Uh, of the uh, Drake equation, you know, it's still, there's still like tons, like billions of possibilities of life. So I do believe that there's life out there. I also know that people see weird stuff in the sky. I've seen weird stuff in the sky. Um, I saw that orb, that uh, orange glowing orb with my dad. And I actually just wrote, um, I just wrote a blog that I'm going to release. Maurice read it actually. Uh, called epistemology and UFOs, and it's about how do we know what we know, you know? And a lot of it's a lot of it's hearsay, or this person told me that, or this person told me that. But there's two things that we do know. One of them, again, statistically, life is probable in the universe. Another one is that people have been seeing weird things, and now we have data. We have pictures, we have movies, we have pilot accounts, we have military accounts, you know? Say what you want, be as skeptical as you want, but those are two things that exist right now. So that being said, I think that uh, you have to look at this from, you know, the the reference point of this, these might be something otherworldly. And I'm not sold on that. I'm not saying I 100% think that those photos are this or that or the other. I'm actually against building those kinds of narratives and mythologies and trying to look at these objectively for what they are, but... Um, I do believe that there is weird stuff out there that we obviously don't understand. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm down with that. I think that the, that's a that's a good way to look at it. And from all the people, and so you know, a lot of these people are uh, they have credentials, they have good backgrounds. They're not some crazy guy hunting Bigfoot in the woods. Not not to say anything good or bad about that, but. 
we've heard multiple different accounts. Oh, hold too. on, Jay Lady's calling in, and he is mad. <laughs> no, again, shout out to Jay. We love you. Yeah, yeah. We know. We'll, we'll, we'll take in whatever you have to say, and then we can make our own uh, conclusion from that. But what I'm saying is, especially with like a Jay, uh, Jay Lady, well, especially with uh, a Lee Adams, where he was talking about some some kind of. Uh, what was he saying? That there was some kind of like gelatin sky jellyfish or like sky jellyfish like type massive thing. Massive so, sky trash bag looking thing. And then you hear that, and then you hear another guy talking about something similar like that. But then there's these, all these different things that people are seeing. Are they all connected to the to the same thing, or are they all something different? That's that's where it, it becomes hard to decipher what's what's going on there. Because some of these things may be a Chinese drone. But we know for a fact that yeah. some of this stuff is not, especially like that je- the jellyfish type of thing. Again, this is what this. I've is had my own weird experiences with jellyfish. Go to you know, go listen to our trip report episodes uh, from after my fish show experience with jellyfish, and I've you know, it was a very intense psychedelic experience where I definitely felt like these there were intelligent jellyfish floating around me. So mm-hmm. the jellyfish thing for me, you know, it's kind of interesting. So. And I'd never, up until that point, even entertained. Like, I, I don't even know why I was seeing that. It wasn't like a preconceived notion. It was just a very weird experience. And I also like some of the stuff that, um, what's his name, Dr. Gregory Little. Gregory Little was talking about the plasma stuff. So it, it could be a mixture of things. Yeah. He, Natural his, and his, unnatural. His thought, yeah, okay, so this, again, this, this doesn't even have to be other. It could be some sort of natural phenomena. You know, it could be something that we just don't understand. It, maybe it's something biologic. You know, like there's so many weird things that it could be. Well, right. We used to think that eclipses were signs from from the heavens. Right. So, um. So yeah, that so that metallic blimp one uh, was taken that picture. I think it. 314 or actually I deducted that on my own it said it was taken 12 minutes after the other one so I deducted that it was 314 um let's see here uh yeah we talked about I talked about Mick West and um look I'm, I'm all for kind of skepticism we're kind of skeptical on the show I don't just wholeheartedly just believe in things you know let's look at the evidence let's look at why people think the way they think you know at the same time I think McWest is not approaching this from like, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe he's looking for truth, but it seems like he's actively just trying to debunk and that maybe the only way he would believe, you know, that these were ET or interdimensional or whatever is if one actually talked to him himself. And then maybe he, even then he's skeptical. I don't know, but I wouldn't go as far as to say he's using heuristic rhetoric, which is just arguing without the purpose of finding truth, I would say it's more of maybe he thinks that's his truth is that this stuff doesn't exist and people are just experiencing weird things and it's just can be explained away by different stuff, material things, but, or errors and cameras and stuff. I don't know, but it just seems like he's not coming from a place of, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm not, he seems like a nice guy though. I mean, there's a lot of people that take shots at him online and he doesn't really he's not like fighting back or getting aggressive with people so well the bottom line is that the the government is taking a very serious interest in this stuff so yeah and there's supposedly that report that's going to be published 
um, outlining, you know, what they know. I mean, again, take it for what you will. Will there actually be a bunch of stuff in there? Will it be stuff that we already know? Um, I don't know. Um, let's see here. It's still good to get into the public because if we had this conversation 10 years ago, people would be like, what's wrong with you? You're, 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 you're into UFOs. And now it's quite kind of an open dialogue between everybody has it kind of like, you're not going to be some kind of freak if you talk about this stuff. Right. Well, and look, which is good. I think, I think, you know, you've UFO Twitter, I think has had a, a huge shout out to UFO Twitter. Um, I don't really participate in a lot of the opinion stuff on there, but I, I watch what's well, happening. Sure can get real messy real quick. I watch what's happening. I observe. I find some of the stuff interesting, but yeah, I don't, there's a lot of like petty stuff happen. You know, there's a lot of stuff happening on there that I don't really engage with just because it's just, I'm not like a drama person, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, if, at the end of the day, I'm just after truth. I don't know what that is. I'm open to all possibilities. I'm not saying that I for sure believe it's this or that or whatever. I think it's, like I said, it's weird that these three images look so different and they're all supposedly of the same thing taken within 15 minutes of each other. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so let's see here. So I should buy that 600 millimeter zoom lens. And <laughs> That's what we're going to send you out and just start taking pics of the sky. And These new lenses are 13,000 a pop. I don't know if I'm going to be investing in it. When you went out to do that, <laughs> uh, to capture Comet Neowise, when you did that Maurice's Adventure episode, um, you caught some weird stuff though, didn't you? Just by accident. Yeah, it was again. It's weird because it doesn't really seem to come through on the on the video. But it was it, it was a wild experience. I was in a. I it was like a it's like a camp. It's a family camp. It's a. It, it's a place that we've gone our entire lives. And when you're there, and everybody's you know, there's probably like a hundred or two hundred people there. Um, so when I was there alone, it was very eerie because there was no energy there was no humans there so right. then it was just a different feeling altogether i was actually talking about one of my good friends who i met through the camp and i was telling him about how how i went up there and set up my gear and it was just sitting out in the middle of this field so my mind was in the right spot to be able to to speculate some stuff i think that we kind of both agree that it's there's some kind of consciousness connection or at least I believe that there is. So it's like we I know I've, we've read a bunch of reports where a lot of these pilots are in somewhat of a flow state and their their minds are there are uh, are a little sharper than normal and mm. I I really think that 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 your consciousness and where you're at in your in your mind can have uh something to do with it. Now is it real or not real? I don't know, but I I definitely saw some stuff and I tried my best to capture it. My my lenses weren't well, they weren't the 600 millimeters, you know, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing too, with those pictures, it's like you're, this person's flying in an F 18 with an iPhone trying to capture these things. That can't be too easy. I don't know. But I mean, you tell me yeah. Mr. Photographer, I don't well, think Chauncey, Chauncey says he won't believe until I capture gray. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And actually in my closet right now, what, no, what if, yeah, what one pops out, um, <laughs> What if, yeah, I mean, look, you take enough pictures and you're always capturing the moon and trying to take all these cool pictures. I mean, I don't put it past that, 
you capture something. I remember I captured something weird. I took a weird picture um, driving downtown of the Chicago skyline because it was beautiful. And then, like, later on after I looked at the picture, there was this, like, thing. I don't know what happened to this picture. I would have to – I've had two external hard drives get destroyed on me recently. But um, I thought – I think I showed you a while back, but I thought it was super interesting. I showed my uncle. He's like, that's really weird. Um, It almost looked like a tic-tac with, like, a little cloud around it. It was really weird. Yeah, that is pretty cool. But again, this was this was flip phone. I mean, I think I had like a U.S. cellular flip phone at the time, so that wasn't like one megapixel. Yeah, that wasn't anything. But again, it it was clear enough where it was like, what is that? That thing's weird. And why is it over the airspace downtown Chicago? You know. Yeah. See, the the issue with me is I the most of the night photography that I do is a, a real wide angle lens, so you're not really gonna be zoomed in enough to kind of get detail of a far enough object because you want to capture as wide of the sky as possible but i have captured some strange my my really good friend passed away and then i was filming um i was filming a little comedy skit in my uncle's office in these two little orb things circled i gotta dig through the footage and find this find this clip because it was very peculiar i watched it a million I've times seen that, i saw that clip you said trying to, to figure me. out if it was a bug or what it was again it could have been a light hitting the lens and creating an artifact of some sort, but the way that it circles around, it's not, it's not, it, it wasn't the light. It wouldn't perform like that. Right. What is that? I have no idea. And you said that you and your buddy were observing some kind of, yeah, work. it's one, uh, before band practice one day, I went to my buddy's house and weird enough. Now that you say that his friend had passed away the day before and we saw these two like little lights. I mean, they were like thick too. They weren't like, opaque lights they were like thick lights and they were like moving around you know like those fan the fans that have like the lights on them you know like the fans that also have the thing hanging down you pull it and the light turns on you know yeah yeah so it was one of those and these two little like orbs like started below that then went up to that and started like spinning around it we turned off all the lights closed all the blinds i held my hand up to it tried to block out you know different things um you had a real encounter with the thing. With yeah, the it was light. really weird, dude. It really, at the time, I wasn't really, this was probably five, six years ago. I really wasn't deep into this stuff. You know, I wasn't even in the podcast mindset yet or research mindset yet. So um, it was just really, really weird. I think I did mention it in one of the episodes we've done. But um, yeah, that was really, really strange. And we were only like five, 10 minutes from the uh, Great Lakes Naval Base, too. I don't know if that matters, but. I just thought that that whole experience was very weird. I have the old footage. I might spend a couple of hours trying to dig this up because it would be a nice juicy tidbit for our Patreon. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Um, so let's see here. Um, bu- 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 bu. George in his article says, critics tried to explain away the object. Several people... Online compared the acorn to the Batman balloon, but uh, two years later, after careful study by the UAP task force, uh, the objects remain un- unidentified. Uh, uh, let's see here. Although these three did not perform spectacular manu- maneuvers uh, like the famed Tic Tac or Gimbal, um, they did not behave like any drone or balloon known to the U.S. military. So. Um, again, if you're interested in seeing those pictures, I have the link down below to the mystery wire article that has the pictures in them. 
And I'm pulling up a Batman <clears throat> balloon right now. Just to compare. Um but I don't even think the the again, I think the picture of the acorn one is different than the one that was released in May of twenty twenty, if I'm not mistaken again. I could be wrong. I think that that's what I read in the article. Uh, so let's let's tr- let's move over a little bit. Let's talk about this USS Kid uh, destroyer um, sightings with the drones. So I think this happened in July of 2019 in California's Channel Islands. These drones hovered around the USS destroyer for or a few a couple destroyers for uh, hours um, off the California coast. Um, Let's see here. They're still unidentified more than uh, a year and a half after the episode. Uh, Admiral Michael Gilday, uh, chief of naval operations, spoke about uh, the 2019 um, incident uh, with, yeah, he just did a bunch of articles. You can see that stuff that's all over Twitter and stuff too. I think NBC did an article on it too. Um. He was asked if any, uh, if the Navy had identified the drones that flew near the USS warships near the Channel Islands off the southern, off Southern California, and Gilday said, "No, we have not." So that's a pretty in-depth answer right there. No, yeah. we have not. Yeah, that's what they always. Do. <laughs> um, there was as many as six drones that flew around the warships. Uh, it says it was often uh, low visibility. Uh, let's see here. It says it prompted uh, security precautions on board. Uh, let's see here. Okay, this says the drones were able to stay aloft for 90 minutes or more, surpassing the capability of any commercially available drone. So either somebody came up with some intense um, uh, power source or battery or these things are something weirder or more advanced. Um, let's because says according to the ship logs, the drones were also able to fly at the same speed as a destroyer, traveling at 16 knots in low visibility. Uh, that is defined as less than one nautical mile of visibility. Yeah. Um, this episode raised the possibility of a serious security breach. Um, Let's see here. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of an interesting one, right? It's all interesting. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I what mean, is, what does it, it is, mean? It is all interesting. I look. I try and I like to speculate, but it's like again lately I've been trying to look at things for like from like an epistemological lens. Like, how do we know what we know? if we're relying on the words of other people and like other people telling other people, well then you, the game becomes telephone and let's just say you start with the person that started the whole causal line or chain of events, you know, or spreading it around. How do we know that that person knows exactly what they're talking about too? You know what I'm saying? So it becomes Mm -hmm. this thing where it's like, you're trusting whoever saw these things, which again, I do trust these people are seeing and experiencing weird things, but Again, it becomes weird for me when I start seeing like full narratives of like what exactly these things are, why they're there, that kind of a thing. And it's like, well, how do you know that? You know, I just, and that's why I wrote that blog, which is going to come out. I'll release it in the next couple of days called Epistemology and UFOs. Um, and uh, I, th- I think it has to do with, uh, you know, 
again, we mentioned this on the last episode we just did, talking about that new possible fifth force of nature. Everything is filtered through our consciousness. People that say they don't believe in the consciousness aspect of uh, UFOs or UAP, you, well, you don't know what you're talking about then because you're measuring everything through your consciousness. Every, all the data you take in, everything you see, everything you hear, everything is filtered through consciousness. So it, yeah. all, gets, it all gets filtered through our consciousness. Uh, now there's different ways to break that down. You know, There's some people that think consciousness doesn't even exist. I think two episodes ago uh, we were talking about metaphysics what was that called? Like eliminative materialism, which is the belief that uh, conscious or the mind doesn't even exist. That it, where this is just all biological and endogenous processes, and everything's just a byproduct of biology. You know, so that's you know, something a- to think about right before bed. <laughs> Give you nightmares. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, well, what is that? There's like a famous Arthur Arthur C. Clarke quote. It's like. Um. Uh, there's either life other places in the universe yeah. or there's not and both That's are equally terrifying. terrifying yeah something like that chew on that <laughs> um, so yeah I don't know so what's I mean so what's your thoughts do you right now obviously we're not going to commit to anything but do you think that they are otherworldly or do you think that that'll, we'll find out that it'll be something from this material realm or something from a different country or something like that? Um, it's Well, it's tough because I think the guy, well, someone was talking about how they were moving and doing maneuvers, breaking the sound barrier without any sonic booms and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the quote, if it is something of the world, it's either something from out of this world or something from this world. Both are very terrifying because mm. clearly it's not, our government or as of now it doesn't seem like it's our government you know what i mean right um so if it's not our government then either it's from outer space which is scary or it's from a different country which is scary too but i don't i don't think it it's it's pretty strange because none of these things have ever done anything violent yeah there's been you can not i think there's been some instances that were not so friendly, but I think that was comes. There's like ones where people, pilots or whatever, were shooting at them in different countries and stuff, and there was some return of, you know, something. Um, mm. And there's some incidences like that. So, you know, you have the people that argue that too. You have the people arguing that there's a th- there's a threat. It's a threat or a potential threat or there's a threat narrative. And then you have other people saying, "Oh no, it's all peace and love, and they're here to help." You know, so. You can look at it like that. I mean, but that's still looking at it through like an earth biased lens. We're we're looking at it through the way we think about things, through our consciousness. You yeah. know, we and wouldn't most of look, us aren't in, aren't enlightened, so the we're thinking about that path. Forget too. about that. It's it's a more of like an evolutionary thing too. Like think about how you would think about this a hundred thousand years from now or a million years from now. You wouldn't. Th- you'd be. You would think that this version of you thinking about this has no idea what you're talking about. True. Like, wow, that was primitive of us to think that, you know? So, but I'm in the camp of that. I, if they were hostile, what what are they waiting for? They would have again. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not like that. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's more like how we are. There's some good people. There's some bad people. There's mostly people are just generally average, you know, normal good people. 
But then you have, you know, we have crazy serial killers and psychos and sociopaths, you know, and mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe that is prevalent throughout the universe too. Who knows? But, but don't you think if they had the kind of technology to travel light years that they, they, they instead of firing back, they would send a beam. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, some people, a lot of people use that an analogy, like, oh, they don't care about us because it's like staring at like, a, you know, an ant mound or something. But, there's, we so we stop a few of them from there's time a, to time. there's entomologists there's people that go to the rainforest specifically to study ants and insects Absolutely. and different things so why would we think that this could be any different in that sense like there could be versions of those beings if they exist elsewhere could be sent here to investigate or see what's up you it know? might just be an alien's hobby yeah or some people. You know, the scary one's the zoo hypothesis, you know, that we're, this is like a, we're in some sort of like terrarium and that, you know, that earth's like a terrarium or something. Well, my, my ex-girlfriend's uncle, this guy was super wealthy and his, his idea of a good time, he'd go, he'd travel all over the world and he'd, he'd capture butterflies. This guy had a room of full of butterflies. Hmm. So maybe there's a room out in the galaxy somewhere full of humans. Yeah. What's that? It's like, uh, um, uh, Futurama, I think there's an episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to think about it. Like I said, we could sit here and speculate all night long, but we've well, talked been about... the source of some of the best science fiction ever, so that's yeah. where it comes from, is, is is letting the mind wander and going down these paths. There's I, nothing like, substantial I don't think we can sink our teeth fully into at this point, though. Well, and again, statistically... Um, well, okay, so even on that last episode where we were talking about the Fermi Lab and that new discovery... The Fermi Labs named after Enrico Fermi, who's also famous for thinking the Fermi paradox. The Fermi paradox, which is technically not even a real paradox, but we're not going to go down there. We're not going to talk about that because <laughs> we could get into the whole. I mean, we could talk about like Parmenides and well, the fact that it isn't a paradox is a paradox. Yeah, chew on that. And Zeno's paradoxes, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about with that that are actual paradox. But yeah, I think that. Uh, well, Enrico Fermi asked the question, if there's supposed to be all this life out there, where is it kind of a thing? And, you know, then you talk about, like, the great filter, and you have to get past a certain point in humanity, and then there's the Kardashev scale, which is, like, if you can, you know, turn your civilization and use your planet as a power source, your your star as a power source, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, so. Um, but, yeah. So we're going to wrap it up there. Again, I'm going to probably post that blog. Um, and actually, it was inspired by a recent psilocybin trip. And actually, I wrote most of it while I was peeking. And I was shocked when I read it back later. I'm like, this is some interesting stuff. Yeah, we better, we better double I felt, check this bad boy. I felt like, a, well, yeah, I'm going to proofread it. But I felt <laughs> I like I was, some. yeah, you read some of it. There were some errors. But um, I felt like I was like downloading it. Not necessarily like I'm not going to get all woo-woo with it. But I, when you're... Maybe you were in the flow state, bro. When you're in the flow state, possibly even on a psychedelic, you know, I think that weird things happen. And I think that when you listen to some of these people talk about these things, they feel like they're getting information from other places. So again, I don't know. I'm not going to say specifically, I felt like that was the case, but it did feel like it was, it came to me out of nowhere. I wasn't even thinking about it. I didn't think about it going into it. It's just something that came to me in the moment. I'm like, I got to write about this. So I think that's the best part of, that's when being a human is the best is when you just kind of stop fighting things, whatever they may be in your life and just kind of being there. Right. Ideas and everything will flow in and out. Anything you're trying to do will just come to you a lot easier when you're not trying to 
fight with all this resistance. And I felt like I was kind of giving myself, I felt like I was being honest with myself in that moment about how I think about UAPs and UFOs and extraterrestrial life. Like, how do we know what we know? You know, like, how do we, why do we think this? You know, and I'll get in, I get into like why, why I think we think it and different things. And I tried not to be like critical of anybody and just laid it all out there. Like, this is what I think and this is why I think it. And I, like I said, I thought it was like an honest appraisal in the moment of how I think about these things. So beautiful. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm pumped up to get that out into the public and get some feedback. Yeah. And we're going to be working on some cool stuff that we'll announce sometime in the near future here that uh, I think people will enjoy. So, all right, before we get out of here again, head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash mind escape podcast for just $2 a month. You'll get exclusive guest episodes and segments. Again, if you listen to our show, you like it. There's a whole other catalog of guests, episodes, and segments and stuff. Lots of great stuff. If you like the UFO and UAP topic, we have tons of guests and episodes on that on there. Uh, Also, we are on Discord, so come chat with us on there. And uh, one more time, head on over to indrasweb.org and sign up uh, for an account. It is live. This is the social media platform we created to connect open minds. So if you like discussing this kind of stuff and you have a real speculation hypothesis theory whatever it is come discuss it we love talking about that kind of stuff so and uh, that's it are you gonna be the one to say it or am i what we love everybody stay safe out there and smash that like button oh yeah i forgot maurice maurice is gonna get into the whole uh smashing that like button thing Call for us Joe YouTube. I always forget about it, but yeah, I mean, if you like our show, please like, you know, the video, hit the like button. If you're listening on Apple, you know, please leave us a nice review. We appreciate that. If you're listening, if you're watching this on YouTube, check us out on the other audio platforms. And if you're listening to us, check us out on YouTube. We do our shows live and we live stream on there. So yeah, it's easy for the little guys to get uh, lost in the sea of, of content, but you know, when you hit that like button, it really does help our channel out. It gets our video uh, up in the algorithm, and we super appreciate it. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. We love everybody. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.